Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. In our first half hour, we're going to talk about how do you bridge the gap between your spiritual life and your work life. Today, so many of us professionals want more from work than just a paycheck or a title. We want to be able to integrate personal and spiritual beliefs into our world at work. And, you know, we're ready to establish a work that's rooted in joy and purpose. But many times there isn't a roadmap and many times the conditions aren't uh, as good as we'd like. So we have with us Courtney Whitehead, who's the author of the new book, Working Whole, W-H-O-L-E, How to Write Your Spiritual and Belief and Work and, and Your Work to a Life Fulfilled. Courtney Whitehead has a focused her career on helping people reach their work goals from executive searches to counseling to career transitions through her positions at top executive recruiting firms and consulting companies. Her site, simplyservice.org, is an online community focused on supporting the creation of spirituality-centered work lives. She's a sought-after speaker and podcast guest. Her new book, Working Whole, shares how we can unite spiritual and work life, and the website is simplyservice.org. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Yeah, it's great. All right, what inspired you to write your book, Working Whole? I think it was probably, and this, a lot of authors say this, it was probably the book I most needed um, as I moved throughout my career. Uh, there was quite a bit of a disconnect in my life between the spiritual beliefs I was trying to work through on, on the personal side of my life, so mm-hmm. in my relationships, um, in my own sense of peace and well-being, there were certain things I was, I was trying to grow in and trying to cultivate, um, yet in my work life, it was almost a completely different set of rules. Uh, so I, I perceived, for right or wrong, the, the rules of business um, being very, very different to the, the rules that I wanted to ultimately guide my life. And so working whole started in my own exploration, um, but ultimately, since I'm a career coach and I, I write about careers, uh, it was figuring out how to bring those two together so that it would be meaningful to other people that are also feeling that disconnect and, and struggling in what ways do you think that the world at work conflicts with people's spiritual beliefs? Is it the ideology of the company? What do you think? Yeah, it, it in many ways, it's the rules of business. Um, and so yeah. there, there's, there's, the book Working Whole lays out eight what I will call core beliefs um, that are typically present in people's spiritual lives. Uh, they're humility, surrender, discipline, uh, gratitude, connection, love, power, and patience. Um, and those eight beliefs, each individually, um, also aligned with 
an ideal that, that we probably don't think aligns with business. Um, so I'll use hu- humility as an example. Um, we're certainly working in our relationships and our spiritual life to cultivate humility, to think about the world as more than ourselves. Um, it drives us to do volunteer work. It drives us to do to take care of our families. Um, but in business, we're told to be special and to figure out how to self-promote and how to edge out others and, and be right. competitive. Um, and so that's the example of, of, of one disconnect. Uh, another is most certainly surrender. If you think about, uh, certainly we don't go into work or to business endeavors thinking we're going to surrender to the process. We're, we're told to fight for things. We're told yeah. to get out there and fight for customers and visibility and, and, and frankly, money, all of which absolutely matter in our lives. Um, so the book by no means says forget all of that and just live in a Zen state of peace. It, it's more about how do you actually take the things you believe to be the path that will lead you to fulfillment in life and bring them into your work life to actually get the results you truly want. And so when I go back to the idea of humility or surrender, it's about how do you show up from a more authentic place where you actually are able to be so humble that you see the equality in each in each individual soul as an example, so that you certainly don't mistreat anyone that works um, at a level below you, but it also means that you show up into meetings with the CEO or with people that you have decided are at a higher stature than you, um, having released that idea. You show up into the work environment feeling equal, and, and that actually produces better results than, than having to force specialness on. Yeah, I have, I have a question for you around this, because this is something, you know, I've always been sort of been independent in my work, and I am not competitive by nature. I'm competitive with me. I mean, I want to do the best job. Do you think you can be successful, Courtney, in a corporation, in business, you know, in a team where you're not, where you're not looking to compete with the other person? You're looking to do the best you can. What do you think? I do. I I absolutely think that when you are aligned with a greater purpose um, and you are truly coming into a situation trying to do what's... what's best for all involved, it really thinks about your own life's potential, but also thinks about the people around you, um, that that oftentimes can drive you to work harder, to have better results than it would if you just were competing with an individual. And, and so I think the catch-22 is it seems people think that if they aren't competing, they will end up being so lackadaisical that nothing ever occurs. And so there's this drive to push ourselves to compete, to push ourselves to, to be special and, uh, and make sure we're noticed. But actually, when we have a deeper level of fulfillment in our lives, um, we oftentimes work harder and better and, and get even greater success. Right. Yes. Well, I, so true. And that, that was what I was asking. So what do you think? is the greatest barrier to bringing those beliefs to work. What, what's, you know, what are you up against? So there's two things. Um, the first one sounds easy, but it isn't. Uh, the first one is really just believing that, that your spiritual beliefs belong at work. And so I think there's quite a bit of a barrier for people in, in thinking that they need to sort of leave that at home and let business be business. Um, there's, there's sort of that famous line, it's not 
it's it's not personal. It's business. Um, and I would yeah. argue that everything is personal. Um, yes, everything is. is about the moments of your life and integrating what you believe into how you approach business is important. And so that's certainly the first step. Um, the second step is just about uh, security. It's, it's the fear that we feel. Our spiritual lives, in a lot of ways, are meant to get us to a place of surrender where we are allowing life to, to, and to some extent, flow through us. And that requires releasing control in a way that in the business world, um, in our professional lives, especially because we need money to keep our lights on and to um, feed ourselves and clothe ourselves, it can be very scary. Um, Oftentimes what stops us, even when we believe we might be more fulfilled, to bring that side into business is just the fear that it might affect our dollars and cents. Um, And and it certainly can. It it certainly may make a person think to themselves, maybe I don't need as much as I thought I did. Maybe this is enough and I can find more fulfilling work in another space. Um, but I would argue that, that the ideal people thinking that they have to live in poverty or, or thinking that they have to go off and do nonprofit work and change completely their careers is not necessarily where your spiritual path will lead you. It's just going to lead you to different projects. It's going to lead you to show up in a different way. It's going to lead you to be a little bit more honest with your colleagues and your clients um, and truly reveal what is legitimately unique and special about you, not what you want people to believe, but what's really there. Um, And ultimately, you don't want to do it because you believe it'll create more success. But the fact is that it often does. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a fine line, isn't it? Because sometimes you're afraid, you know, what will people think? What will people say? But as you said, you also have to be true to yourself. Yes, yes. And and you want to, I think you brought up a great point about what will people say. Uh, yes. We are just hardwired as human beings to want to avoid rejection. Um, right. Even if being accepted gets us accepted into spaces we don't ultimately want to be. And, and oftentimes in people's careers, we seek out jobs or promotions because we just want to be the winner or we just don't want to be rejected in some way, Um, when ultimately if we were really honest about who we are and what's important to us, it might result, and this is not easy stuff, it might result in being rejected from certain opportunities or certain people or certain, frankly, clients. Um, but what it will lead us to is to make a pivot or create another plan and move in a direction towards what we really do want to be doing, what really is aligned with who we are. Um, and in the long run, that stops us from looking up one day, and, and I certainly work with lots of people who find themselves in this position and saying, I built something just the way I planned it. I, I arrived where I want it to arrive, and I'm incredibly unfulfilled by it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. And that that's the hard part. But then, you know, there's another part to this, too. We have a couple minutes before break that I do want to bring up. And that is for people that they need the money, they need the stability. And the thought of being unstable and not paying their bills is more fearful to them than fulfilling their heart's passion. And it's not easy when you can't pay your bills. So what do you mm-hmm. say to that? I say that that. You can make small movements 
towards a more yeah. and more authentic life um, that does yes. not have to mean doing something dramatic or not paying your bills. The reality of life is that there are times where a person needs to stay right where they are. Um, they Maybe it's because of money. It's maybe because of expenses. But there are other things they can be doing with their time, with their energy, with their thoughts um, that will ultimately lead them, not quick, not as quick as quitting your job and deciding I'm going to run towards a passion, um, but it will ultimately start moving them in the direction um, of attracting people that bring new opportunities, of uh, picking up skills that they wouldn't have otherwise picked up, even while they stay where they are in that security. Um, so my point is rarely to just pick up and seek fulfillment. It's to make sure that that's the standards you are judging success in your life by. Am I truly fulfilled and living, living the life I was given? And do I feel good about that? Versus am I racking up achievements? Am I uh, making people at cocktail parties impressed by my titles, uh, but ultimately not moving, moving in the way that I want to go? Right. All right. We're going to take a break on that note. Uh, we are talking to Courtney Whitehead, and she is the author of uh, the really amazing book, Working Whole. And it's how to unite your spiritual beliefs and your work to have a life fulfilled. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how you can do just that and you know how we can integrate spirituality into our life and how we can have strong work communities and also you know suggestions for people that really want to make a change you're listening to the Patricia Raskin show right here on voiceamerica.com America's voice we'll be right back streaming live the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone, and we are back. We are back and we are talking to Courtney Whitehead, and the name of her new book is called Working Whole, How to Write Your Spiritual Beliefs and Your Work to Live Fulfilled, which is so important. Courtney Whitehead has focused her career on helping people reach their work goals from executive searches to counseling to career transition through her positions at top executive recruiting firms and consulting companies. Her site is simplyservice.org. And it's an online community focused to supporting the creation of spirituality-centered work lives. And her new book, Working Holes, shares how to unite spiritual and work life. Welcome back, Courtney. Thank okay. you so much. Yeah, there's an article you wrote, and it really interests me because this is definitely me. It says, is patience your most underdeveloped career skill? And I have five pieces to success. One of them is patience, and I always say that's the hard one for me. Talk about patience. It's a hard one for me as well. I know in the earlier segment we spoke a little bit about uh, surrender, and I would say surrender and patience um, for, for someone who's type A are, are definitely, like me, uh, is, is definitely a challenge. Uh, patience, as I define it in the book, is about trusting the process, trusting the process of life, trusting that if you show up authentically with, with good intentions, um, that, that the right opportunities will come your way. And, and that isn't passive. It's not, I will do absolutely nothing and just assume that something will, will roll to me. Um, but it is that I will act when I feel the time is right, but I will also do nothing when, when I need to just learn where I am or, or wait for the right opportunity for the things that feel right. And so when I wrote that article, it really focuses on the practical. Uh, oftentimes people aren't exhibiting patience. There's this, I think especially with social media, there, there's a culture that we should always be announcing something new. We should always be doing something bigger and better than what we previously did. Yes. Um, yeah. And that creates a momentum where you need a new job or you need a promotion or you need um, a, a new big win if you own your own business uh, in order to feel like you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing in life uh, and to not feel like you're falling behind. And so patience as a spiritual belief, uh, the reason it's so powerful, I think especially in, in extraordinary careers, is that it allows you to ride the ups and downs of feeling like is what I'm doing really worthwhile? Is anyone, is anyone caring? Is anyone listening? Is anyone reading as a writer? <laughs> it allows you to push through that insecurity and trust that 
I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this life. I'm enjoying my life. I'm doing things that matter. I'm trying to help people. And Mm -hmm. as I move through that, I can ride the ups and downs of a career or a goal or a business. And it's actually that uh, stamina and consistency that patience really helps give people. And I've found that more often than not, someone with an extraordinary success story had these periods where they had to stay in place. People are always thinking about the big break. Uh, But oftentimes what they had to do was stay in place for a significant period of time. And that's harder to do sometimes than it is to make a move. Well, because I think the reason for that is that in your mind, you don't feel you're moving. Where you, right? In your mind, you don't see movement, so you think something is staying still, when actually that's often not the case. Absolutely, absolutely. Oftentimes, uh, it's part of the process. And so I think patience really is a mindset shift of not seeing life as this constant upward trajectory that yeah. is, for most people, I, I want to say all people, <laughs> unachievable. It's just going to have these ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And when we expect them, when we even, quite frankly, embrace them, we say, oh, there'll be times where I'm growing rapidly and there'll be times where I'm recharging. There'll be times where I'm learning things that the world can see. And there'll be times where I'm learning things that that no one can see. It's not worthy of a status update, but I'm growing spiritually or I'm growing uh, intellectually in a way that ultimately will serve me in the next opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And then I have a question about that. Well, and speaking of all that, you know, you talk in your book about the importance of having strong work community. So tell Mm -hmm. us more about these relationships and how to cultivate them. Sure. Um, The work communities really play the role of helping you bridge the two worlds, the the spiritual and the business. And so if you are trying to use patience in your life and and move through those processes as an example, you want to have really three groups. Uh, the first one's I call sustainers. And so sustainers are people that are also trying to live um, these core eight beliefs. So they're, they're trying to live a life that's rooted in love. They're trying to show up with humility. They're trying to be honest and authentic, which, which is a chapter on power in the book. And ultimately, they're trying to get to a place of patience where they, where they are trusting the process in their work lives as well as their overall lives. And these people, they don't have to share your same religious orientation, but they really do need to be trying to do this work in, in their lives. Uh, I certainly, there are a lot of times where people say beautiful things. Um, there's a lot of, you can, you can find on Instagram a lot of beautiful quotes and, and, and words, but living them day to day is quite a bit harder. And so having people around you that are also doing that work can be incredibly helpful in your community and a group you should target. Uh, the second group is what I call uh, what are mentors. And so they're a little different from the classic mentors that, that just maybe might be in your industry or career field. Um, these are people who actually have bridged the gap. These are people that have stepped out um, in, in some kind of uh, endeavor 
where they've had to bridge the two worlds of work and their spiritual life, and they've seen the fruit of that labor. You want someone who's a little further down the journey. Um, they, they don't just have the idea. They're not just starting to think about fulfillment, but they've actually done some of the work to move their life in that direction. And they can be incredibly helpful to you. Um, in addition to sustainers, their main role is to believe. Uh, Someone who's seen how trusting the process and how letting go of control can actually create bigger and better things than you would have set out for, they are going to be quite accepting of things that may not frankly make sense. Sometimes we're drawn towards passions or we feel that we're called towards something that might make our relatives or, or, or our friends think, what are you thinking? You have this great job as an attorney. Why would you want to move your career in this direction? Um, and so having people who've made these sort of pivots in their lives are important. Um, and then the final one is what I call workmates. And so those are your primary relationships, if you have one. Um, I certainly don't think people need to have a romantic relationship or a life partner in order to uh, create the work of their lives, but if you have one, you really want to make sure that there's alignment about how you are approaching your life and your career. Um, Frankly, for for spiritual reasons and compatibility reasons, but also for some just really practical reasons. Um, There are times where you've got to decide what your lifestyle is going to look like, how much money you'll spend on, on different endeavors, what jobs to take that are, that are about lifestyle choices and, and locations and things like that, um, and being aligned in how you're going to pursue the work of your life is incredibly important. Yeah, very important. We've got a few minutes left, so let's talk about these eight core areas that you feel are important in terms of living your beliefs. And they span all the spiritual paths, humility, surrender, discipline, gratitude, connection, love, power, and patience. Well, we talked about patience already. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about humility. Perfect. And we talked about humility just a little bit, but just as a a highlight, it... um it's really about feeling equal. So it's about, it's almost that, that kind of namaste principle uh, that, that people say at the end of yoga classes of the, the, the spirit in me bows to the spirit in you. It's acknowledging that there's an equality in, in living beings. And that we are certainly not above anyone. And I think that's how people think about humility. They think, I, I want to make sure I don't think I'm better than anyone. Um, but it also means that you're not below anyone. And that includes kings and queens and presidents and movie stars and CEOs and bosses. Um, and when we fully appreciate that nothing is higher and nothing, no one is lower, uh, it really does change how we show up in the workplace. Absolutely. So let's look at the next one then, surrender. Perfect. Surrender is about not feeling that you have to control the outcome. It's in some ways about not paying attention to the drama of life and actually paying a lot more attention to the experience itself, um, which, is, which is easier said than done, but it's something that really allows you to get through difficult times and to also free up some of the mental space that gets caught up in trying to plan and gets caught up in worrying about outcomes. And so surrender is important. 
Um, the second one is discipline. Uh, discipline, I think of as more about flexibility than, than rigidity, how we typically think of it. I, I often think about discipline when I want to do well on a diet or, or want to start a new exercise regime. Um, but this is more about uh, how habits can change us. How, how when we pick up new habits, and, and frankly, we're doing that all the time. Oftentimes, people think they aren't disciplined. I, I wrote um, an article about discipline in particular. It says, why you're more disciplined than you think. And uh, the essence of that is that people think they don't change their lives and they don't create new habits. Um, but in actuality, we figure out how to, how to fold Netflix into our lives. We figure out how to start binge-watching things. We figure out how to get addicted to our phones or how to use email where we didn't previously use it. And so those are all examples of where we really are capable of change. We just have to believe we are in the positive sense. And there's a lot of ways that we have self feeding beliefs about who we are and what we're capable of um, that discipline can really help us break free from. Yeah, which is great. All right, let's take a look at, um, we talked about surrender. Let's talk about gratitude and connection. Yes, just go ahead. Yes, so the last five are in some ways linked together. Um, uh, Gratitude is is just what it sounds like. Uh, It's absolutely appreciating the context of your life. And and so that goes beyond knowing what blessings you happen to have. It's also doing the work to contextualize your life, to, to realize, okay, what are the privileges I have in this world, in this space? And, and, and can I actually appreciate them? It, it's quite a, easy to be thankful for the things we have, but oftentimes we fail to be thankful for what we're not experiencing. So if you happen to have good health or if you happen to be mobile, if you happen to have a sane mind to be able to go into work and do your work, are you actually, these are just examples, but are you actually able to think through that and, and appreciate them um, and show up with a greater sense of gratitude than you would if you just looked at the things that, that clearly were, were to your benefit. Um, connection is about really getting to know the people around you, cultivating empathy and compassion, uh, which ultimately and logically leads you into love, uh, which is thinking about the human potential of the people around you. And so if you're a leader, if you um, are, are a parent, there's probably a natural instinct to know that your job is to cultivate the potential of others. Um, but there's an orientation in life that thinks about cultivating potential um, in a loving way, both with yourself, both with the people around you that are, that are not necessarily... Um, it's not obvious that you would treat them in this way, uh, but thinking about win-wins, thinking about how you can free people to do, do and be who they really are, um, and then power, which is frankly one of my favorites, uh, that is linked to love because when you are trying to let people be who they truly are, when you're trying to let people show up and be authentic and you're trying to do it yourself, it actually takes some strength to do that. Um, there is, it, it sounds beautiful, but it can be incredibly difficult, especially if you've spent time building a life that either once was true, uh, is no longer true, maybe never was true. Taking that down, taking down some of the things we, we put out as our brand, some of the, the things we've 
decisions we've made to make other people happy. Uh, getting to a place where you're living authentically is, is actually quite difficult, and it, it does require um, some spiritual strength, and that's what power is about. Um, and then finally, patience, which we've covered. Right, absolutely. All right, what would you like to leave our listeners with? If there's one thing they get out of working whole, what would you like them to get, Courtney? To not sell. Um, to, to if work has not been fulfilling, if, frankly, all the people around you are not loving their jobs, uh, don't think it has to be that way and don't settle. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was really a pleasure. Courtney Whitehead, the author of Working Whole. Courtney, how can people find you? They can find me at uh, simplyservice.org, which you mentioned earlier, and I also write weekly for Forbes about topics of careers and uh, core values, and so they also can follow me there. All right. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. It was great to have you on the program. Courtney Whitehead. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you for having me. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, uh, uh, we have another interview coming up next. So stay tuned right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.